Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now here's Veterans Be Real. Cause we are the brave. Yes, we are the brave. We'll fight you in All right, good morning, all you Veteran Be Real listeners, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening. I appreciate you guys listening. Today, I have a wonderful guest, a guy I've known for a couple of years now. We're big and we talk to each other a lot in, in social media spaces and in our Veterpreneur tribe on the on the Facebook stuff. So we talk, we see each other a lot. Uh, we communicate. Jose, uh, Jose, go ahead. I'm going to let you do it, Jose. What is it? Jose? Jose Roberto Alanis Jr. <laughs> I love the tongue roll. So I love to listen to him say his name. Man. So there you go. So Jose's going to come on. He is a military veteran. He'll talk to you a little bit about what, he, how he served, where he served, when he served, and then we'll get into his stuff. So Jose, the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you, John. I appreciate you having me on your show. Yeah, uh, I graduated high school in 1989, Central Catholic from San Antonio. And, uh, my dad uh, was an Air Force uh, crypto counterintelligence guy back in the 50s, nice. and he was my idol, and so I was going to go Air Force crypto. And the year that I graduated, uh, Air Force had a freeze on recruiting, and so I waited as long as I could that I was completely out of money, and, uh, and I went to go visit every Friday, and this one Friday, I went to go see the guy, and I had already done the delayed entry, so I had already done the initial swearing, you know. Right. And uh, he said, just check with me every Friday. We'll get you in as soon as it's over. Well, I went one Friday and there was no, the lights were even, weren't even on. They were like shut down. And I was like, and I turned around his old crusty chief, you know, sitting in the doorway, smoking a cigarette inside the building. Yep. He's like, you know, we offer everything that the Air Force has. And I'm like, man, I'm broke. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, so he put me in a program that I didn't want to be in. Like I told him, I want to go, but I want to go subs and I want to be, you know, crypto. And he's like, yeah, we, we have crypto. You know, I can put you on a sub, you know. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So I, I get to my A school and they're like, well, who wants to go subs? And I'm like, well, I signed up for that. And he's like, well, no, they put you in a program where you can't go subs. So I was in a program called Training Administration of Reservists, TAR, called the TAR program. Mm. And I felt like I'd been tarred and feathered. You got about to say that recruiter got your ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his demographic for the month or whatever he was trying to do. He got his A plus for that month. Yeah, I got you. And so it it worked out. Uh, I ended up on a on a frigate in in uh, San Diego. Uh, I did my I did my boot camp, Navy boot camp in San Diego, which is no longer there. Uh, And then from there, I went to my A school, which was also on uh, RTC NTC there on Thirty Second Street. not 32nd Street. It was on Rosecrans, which was a, a sketchy area. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I did my school there. And then I went to Virginia for a month, did a C school. And then I, I did electronics communications uh, in the Navy. Right. And so uh, went back to San Diego, did my time there for a couple of years on my first ship, the Hepburn FF 1055. And then I got transferred across the country 
to Virginia, which was, everybody told me that's impossible. They'll never send you across the country because they don't want to spend the money. But um, we signed, we uh, extended our enlistments for nine months to get to that ship because that ship was going to eventually get home ported in Texas in Ingleside. Right. And so I signed up for the USS Truett and I was FF 1095 out of Virginia. We were there for a few months, did some training, went down to Texas. Uh, we opened, we commissioned the base uh, Naval Station Ingleside. Nice. And of course, thir 13 years later, you know, they shut it down with Brack. But anyway, I uh, got out of the service and I was uh, married to Mike's wife. We were living down in the Kingsville area, a little town called San Diego. And I moved back to San Antonio, uh, got divorced, uh, got remarried again uh, to the love of my life, to, boy. to the God. Always the second or third one that turns out to be the right one. I'm just saying, I'm on my third <laughs> I mean, I know what you're saying. So... I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm just, the, the one I'm married to now is, is, is the... Uh, yeah, you got the right one now. We're good. Yeah, she's the true godsend. Yep. And so anyway, uh, you know, one thing I didn't know uh, that I was doing all these years, because I spent um, every, every bit of time from when I got out in 1995 uh, up until 10 years ago, uh, just, you know, mediocre jobs making 10 bucks an hour. You know, I was kind of offended because I'm like, man, I served, you know, my country, I got all this training, this, you know, electronics training and all this stuff. And I, and I can't get a decent job. Right. And, but I, I, it wasn't the fact that I didn't have a skill set. It was, it was just, you know, I think we all suffer from, you know, the military makes us a certain way in our head. Yeah. They break you all the way down and build you up to what they want you to be. So you lose a yeah. who you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I don't have all the extra stuff like some of you guys do with the combat and all that stuff, but I had the basic package, right, from the right. military that they, they teach you to live a certain way and to think a certain way. And you, you don't lose that when you get out. It, it, whether you want to or not, it stays with you. Yep, stays with you. And so I struggled for years. I, uh, I would jump from job about every two years, and I would go to a different job, different job, different job. And uh, 10 years ago... Uh, a good friend of mine, Jerry Granado, he, uh, I was helping him. He had a place we had up in the river in yeah. Bernie and he was looking for an HVAC tech. And I'm like, well, I said, I know a buddy of mine. He says, you know, we pay good. And I'm like, well, how much is the pay? He's like, well, we start our guys out at $20 an hour. And I'm like, well, well, Hey, listen, I can do HVAC, you know, never I, touched I, it. I can lay some time. I can do something. something, something. I can do whatever you want. Yeah. And, uh, you know, up until from 19, um, 95 when I got out until 2010 when I started this job the most I ever made was 11.75 an hour and I look back now I don't know how we we had a family of four you know we I think we lived in a shoebox about 890 square feet right. uh, in a rough part of San Antonio and then I met Jerry and I said well yeah I can do that and he he pulled me aside he says you don't really know how to do HVAC do you I said no I don't I said but I've got electronics I said, I'm certified in pneumatics, hydraulics. I said, I'm a certified welder. Uh, I can do it all, man. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, besides that, I said, isn't most of the air conditioning nowadays electronics? He says, well, yeah, there's a, there's a big portion of it is. Yep. And, and the, I got some good guys that'll help you with the rest of it. So I started there 10 years ago. Um, it was a huge deal because before that, I had tried to uh, run my own business three times. I had opened a welding business. And uh, the first time I did it, I didn't know anything about welding. I didn't know anything about business. And I, I failed miserably with about three months. Uh, the second time I did it, I knew a little bit about welding. Still didn't know anything about business. Lasted about eight months. The third time I did it, I was close to being a master welder. Nice. And I was 
I knew a couple of things about business, uh, but 9-11 hit. And I had contracts with apartment complexes in San Antonio, probably about 40 locations. Nice. Uh, doing stair-step replacements and bringing their pool enclosures up to code. Uh, but 9-11 hit and they're like, well, listen, uh, do, do you have umbrella insurance? No. Do you have, you know, general liability? I'm like, no. Do you have, you know, well, I need a million dollars of umbrella. I need $2 million of general liability and you got to have a million dollar auto policy. And uh, I was like, okay. And so even though we had contracts, you know, 9-11 changed everything when they did the Patriot Act and all that stuff. And so um, I went back to the workforce and I struggled for a few more years till I got the job. And then, so fast forward to now, I, uh, how did I get from all of that nonsense to coffee roast? I know, right? Where, how the, I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, damn, man, you, you went down a really weird path, bro, to get the coffee. I, I mean, did. You must have been drinking a lot of fucking coffee and be like, you know what? I could do something with this. <laughs> oh, he's drinking it. I could do something so, with this, yeah. So what happened was uh, in 2014, my grandson was born and my daughter uh, lives in New Zealand. And so a word to the wise to all the fathers out there that have daughters that are, are teenagers, do not let them have the internet till they're 40. And the reason I say that is my daughter met some kid playing Xbox 360 Live. And, uh, and they stayed in touch and then he sent her a, a ticket and money. Uh, New Zealand is very, very awesome about their, they're very socialist, which I don't have, a, I have a serious problems with, but they're very serious about their immigration policy. And so my daughter had to have for her age bracket, she had to have $2,000 in her bank account. She had to have an x-ray of her chest because they don't have tuberculosis over there. She had to have a fully refundable round trip ticket because they can deny you at the airport and send you home. Uh, and then she had to have a background check, a brief one. Yeah. And so uh, he sent her, what's that? I said, no criminal history, please. Yeah. 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 And so she went to visit. And then she, she called me three months later uh, and she said, hey, listen, I, can you get an FBI background check for me? And I'm like, uh, I, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll figure out. I go, why? She said, what? 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 <laughs> what did you do? I, 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 what did you do over there? <laughs> yeah. No, I leave it alone for a month and you go to the FBI. What? Uh, <laughs> I said, I said uh, she said, no, dad, I, I, I can't get a... Uh, uh, what did she call it? She can't, I can't get a student visa unless I have an FBI background check. And I'm like, okay. And then I, she goes, I got to take a test too. She's like really, really intelligent. She went to, um, she got a full ride scholarship to a high school here. That's like $26,000 a year. Nice. And because she took a test and she did so well, she's really, really smart. And I'm like, so, you know, don't take the test lightly, you know, try to remember your common sense stuff and you'll be fine. And she did really well on it. They're like, oh, yeah, you're good. But we need your background check. This was just for a student visa. And so they, uh, she did. I, I know a guy and I put him in touch and she filled out some paperwork and they sent it back to her and they did a check and she got her stuff done. And so uh, in 2014, our grandson was born. Now, granted, my whole life, my dad was old, crusty Air Force guy, right, from the 50s. My whole life, I grew up drinking coffee out of a percolator. You know, eventually dad moved up to a Mr. Coffee or something like that. But after that, it was like gas station, you know, got to go to work, you know. And then, of course, the Navy, the coffee was was like mud. Yes. You know, with food my, dad used to, my dad was a neighbor 20 years. And he, that's why he still <laughs> drinks all his coffee straight black, you know, put nothing in it. 
He's like, once you get used to drinking the Navy coffee, you can drink anything. So I don't even put nothing in my coffee. I'm like, all right, shit. It's like motor oil. I mean, it's yeah. terrible. Look, 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 look. Yeah, it's crazy. And so uh, 2014, we go visit my, my grandson. We go meet my grandson. And my kids, I got to their house and I'm all excited because I've heard all about this European coffee. You know, coffee's different in Europe, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I get to their house and uh, New Zealand's gorgeous, by the way. Yeah. And we get to their house and, and I get up the next morning. I'm all excited about coffee. Right. And they, they, they have a little jar of Sanka, man, like instant. And I'm like, what's that? Well, it's coffee. Where's the real coffee? Well, no, that's what we drink. What? Like, <laughs> I was all disappointed. So MRE coffee. What? It was terrible. Yeah. So we had planned to stay there a month and I had, I had the first weekend we were there, we were going to go to Sydney cause it's on my bucket list and it was really cheap to go there. So uh, we, we stayed there the week, we went to Sydney and we did the whole tourist thing, walk, you know, take the picture in front of the opera house, walk through downtown. And so we were walking through this place to, the, to take the picture right in front of the opera house. And on the right-hand side of the sidewalk was this wood shack made out of like, four by eight sheets of plywood. I mean, it was just a rinky dink shack. And the guy opens it up and he's selling coffee. And I'm like, well, hey, listen, it can't be any worse than what I've been drinking, you know? Like, maybe worse than and I'm like, let me have a cup of coffee, you know? And so the guy, and it, I'm, I'm not kidding. At, t- at that point in life, it was the best cup of coffee I'd ever had in my life. And so I asked the guys like, oh my God, dude, you know, how do you make your coffee? He's like, well, I don't do anything special. You know, I buy it fresh every week. They roast it here in Sydney. There's nine roasters in Sydney and I go get it directly from the roaster. I get it on Thursday. So it's a day old. And then I don't grind it until you order it. And I'm like scratching my head. Not, I don't understand any of this. I'm like, I don't know, but this is like the best cup of coffee I ever had. It's out of a shoebox, literally. Right. So we get back to New Zealand and I told my wife, all right, we're leaving the kids behind. We're going to go downtown and check this place out. And so sure enough, we found a little coffee shop dive and we walked in. Same thing. Amazing coffee. So I came back and for the next couple of years, uh, I was buying coffee from my daughter, having her send it to me. And uh, I started doing the, I'm not going to mention their name because they're the enemy now, but the big <laughs> S company. Um, I, I tried to get, you know, the same strength of coffee. So I would go, oh, I would go order an Americano, which has two shots of, of espresso in it. And I would, I would ask for two extra shots. So I would get four shots of espresso in my Americano. And it got the strength up, but I didn't realize that it was just really terrible coffee. And so in 2016, my dad passed away. In 2017, my mom, myself, my, my, my whole family, we wanted to go to the places that dad had taken pictures of in the 50s in Italy and Greece. And so we went to Italy and Greece. That solidified my passion for all things coffee. I knew at that point that when I got home, I wanted to make real coffee. I didn't know there was going to be a business yet. I just wanted to make real coffee. And so a friend of mine gave me this little desktop uh, I roast and I ordered, you can only put four ounces in it. And I, 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 the coffee was better, but I still didn't like it. And so I'm outside one day grilling steaks because you know, everybody uses mesquite in Texas, right? I mean, if you're, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff, but. We're all in Texas. I mean, that, that's where all the best people come to live. I'm just saying. I'm telling you. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> I was born in Chicago, man, but I ended up in Texas and my wife's in Texas and I'm like, I ain't leaving. I mean, all, all both my kids are born here. So yeah, I'm a Texas guy now. I mean, might as well be a Texan. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's some outside grilling steaks one day. 
over mesquite. I had a little steak grill. It's just a little box, you know, with a grill on top of it. It's open flame. And uh, I'm like, the light bulb came on. I'm like, man, I bet you those beans would taste much better if I roasted them over mesquite. And so I started with a little cast iron pan. I put it on top of the, on top of the fire. And, uh, and that was okay. And then I bought this little rotisserie. I still have the whole setup. Uh, and I bought a rotisserie for the, like a regular rotisserie you get for a barbecue grill. And, and that's how third day coffee got started. And so um, I, four ounces wasn't enough. So a friend of mine welded me this stainless steel uh, cage that was enough for eight pounds at a time. And I have a big smoker pit that I built for a friend of mine. It was so big that he sold it back to me because he couldn't open the door anymore. And, uh, and it's a 36 inch diameter smoker pit. And it's got the offset, you know, for the fire and it's got this huge rack. And so I took the torch to it, man. It was a sacrilege, but I took the torch to it and I cut holes in it and I welded brackets and I did this whole thing. And so for the next two years or the next year solid, that's all I did was I, I grill, I, I grilled on this thing. I mean, I made my coffee in it. And the process took three hours from start to finish for six pounds of coffee. And so I found out, you know, through meeting people that that wasn't really the, you know, the standard industry is to cool your beans within four minutes. You know, it was taking me an hour. And, uh, and so uh, I met a guy named Ashley Williams who owns Legacy Farms Coffee. Uh, and we're actually going to Honduras next week to, to go to the actual coffee farm. Um, but he really started helping me dial that in. And when, when COVID hit last year, when they did the first shutdown back in April or whatever, we had been doing, we had been, we started out with some guys from church. We do a Bible study here at the house. And the guy's like, you know, this coffee is like a mission and a business all wrapped in one. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, well, listen, how many times have we got together to do Bible study that we didn't drink coffee? And I'm like, well, yeah. He says, I think, and this coffee's really good, man. I think you're missing the mark here. It's really, I think you could sell this coffee. And I'm like, at that time, I was just giving coffee away. And I had repeat customers like, hey, man, can I get some more of that mesquite roast? I'm like, yeah, I got some more here. Just giving coffee away, you know? And I didn't know anything. I didn't really, I still didn't know much. I started the Booch to Business program, which through the VA. Mm -hmm. um, and I completed that, that whole process. And then I got connected with the veterans, uh, veteran, I think it's called, they're called VBOX, I think, Veteran Business Outreach mm -hmm. uh, Centers. And uh, it's part of the Small Business Administration. And, you know, I kept having people tell me that I couldn't do things, uh, you know, mentors that were telling me, well, you can't really do, you can't open your business like that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so about that time, I joined the Warrior Council because Justin Sharpen yeah, <laughs> just, just <Sharpen> <laughs> was, was my, was, I had taken a class with, he started a digital marketing class. And I still didn't know, I still, my roast wasn't perfected, but it was good enough to where I didn't, I wasn't ashamed of selling it. Yeah, I didn't know how to get the word out. And so I took Justin's class and I learned a lot about, you know, business in that class and then joined the warrior council, started networking. I mean, you know, that that place is the bomb. Yep. And taking one of the most business, significant, taking all my business to a whole nother level, man, that place, because of the, all the, yeah. there, all the help, all the advice, everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and just the networking that happens, the sidebar, yep. you know, pushes your business and pushes it. And so uh, I think one of the most significant things I heard early on was Steve was doing his daily purge, you know, and he said something about, you know, education and how that re relates to business. And, and uh, I started talking to him in a chat, just one-on-one. -on -one, 
And he's like, man, you don't need to have a college degree, man, to start your business. You know, that, that's, that, that's old school. He goes, you have all the skills the military gave you and you can put those to use in your business. You know, and I was like, man, you know, how does this work? And so we ordered a roaster in February of last year um, from U.S. Roasters Corporation in Oklahoma City. And uh, they do it all in-house and they, and they source most of the stuff. Uh, some of the electronics obviously is not made in America, but most of it is. The motors are everything. Awesome company. And I told the guy I needed to be able to use mesquite with it. He's like, yeah, man, I've done, I've done them before with propane and wood. And so it took them four months, but they built a custom roaster for me. And so it's got a firebox on the side that sits above the propane burner and open it up, throw a log in there, close it and then roast. And, uh, and so that changed my, my, my taste profile significantly. Like literally it was a drastic change, but it was so much for the better. Right. Yeah. And so the coffee was good initially, but then it like stepped its game up big that time. Great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, if it wasn't for the council, if it wasn't for the veteran entrepreneurs that I'm networking with, there's no way, cause I didn't know enough about business. I really didn't. And so I did take classes. I took classes in finance, small business finance, uh, you know, small business, legal, small business, all these things from Wayland Baptist. I was also trying to get my degree in uh, Christian ministries, you know, which is part of my, my mission with the coffee. And so, you know, we've hit the ground running when they actually shut the country down and we got the roaster in, it almost made the business for me. Cause all of a sudden everybody's at home. Need and they're buying order, stuff online. Order online. I need to order online now. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we started marketing more. I started learning about Facebook ads through Justin. Yeah. And I then we Justin started. Too, yeah. I work with Justin too. Justin yeah. Too. I mean, I actually just hired him to do some of my stuff for my other company. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, he knows what he's doing. And, yeah. and do, yes. the really nice thing about that class I took with Justin was once you take the class, he's always accessible to you. Forever. And so I, I, I tried to call him a while back. I said, Hey, listen, I want to pay you to do some ads for me. He says, like, no, because you know how to do them. You know, stop screwing around. Yeah, I, I train your ass, do it yourself. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> why know, I didn't do it. I didn't take his class. I just hired him and said, Hey, Justin, can I just hire you? Because I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's the whole point. Huh. Yeah. Well, and you have, you're a serial entrepreneur, man. You can yeah, I got, yeah, I got six businesses that I run. So yeah, plus the podcast. So yeah, I stay busy, but yeah, I told Justin, I said, I ain't got time, man. I'll pay you X amount a month and give you this much for ads. Just do it. He's like, all right. So he's doing it for me, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I, I learned a lot, see from Steven and all the guys in the water council. Like, look, sometimes you got to put the work in and do the effort and learn and educate yourself and then do it yourself because that's where you're at. But then there's sometimes where you just got to go, boom, I'm hiring you do this for me because I don't have time. Like my schedule, I don't. Just do it. So that's what I learned from Stephen was like, hey, you got to pick and choose when it's time for you to really want to educate yourself or do you want to just get the job done or, you know, get moving forward. So, and Justin, Justin's amazing, man. I mean, I'll tell you what, Justin makes business stuff happen online and he's an online monster. So he's going to make your business grow. So that's for his class was amazing too because I ended up registering for it. I just didn't take it because I got like, if I register and I take it, he's going to make me do it. And I don't want to do it. I don't do it. So, you know, I it's somebody, awesome though because... He, I, I tell I tell everybody all the time. I said Justin is the guy who took a hobby and made it a real business for me. Yeah, you know, and I all I had to do was listen 
and implement the things, you know, like, like Stephen Lane always say, I took imperfect action. And, you know, I set the intention of what I was going to do. And then I moved on it. And so it, it's just been, it's been unbelievable. I mean, head spinning, literally. And then I just made, I brokered, you know, I know you've heard about it. We, we had the first have mission, the humble alpha uh, veteran empowerment mission 001. The guys all came down here to the house. I got, I bought two shipping containers. I welded them together, cut the walls out and we framed it and, and insulated it and did the walls on it and everything. I'm still working on it, almost done with it. And um, that weekend was more, it was, yeah, there was some physical stuff that was going on, but it was really about veterans helping veterans. And Chris Shivers and I, Big Spoon, we had talked about doing coffee before, you know, just online, just like you and I, we had talked it, but nothing really happened. And, and he and I couldn't come to agreement either on price or whatever it was. But when he got here, I'm like, listen, man, I don't care what we have to do. Let's sit down. Let's talk this out. But I want to do your coffee. And, um, and so, you know, that in-person networking, and it was all, it was all council guys. There were actually two guys here from San Antonio that are in the tribe, but not in the council. And they came out and they got connected with some of these guys. Yeah. And so that in-person, you know, and now. Well, you, you know, guys have to let me know next time because I'll go to San Antonio with you guys and do that or wherever. Yeah. 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 And we've talked about doing another one, you know, just, you know, the first one was Joe Palacios kind of started it and he was kind of, you know, I was a little bit involved. (laughs) I mean, it was my place. And, uh, but uh, you know, they're, they're, I think they set the intention to do 10 of them. And so I hope that we can do that because that's really. No, we're definitely going to, I'll definitely go with Joe too and make sure we can coordinate that too. But Hey, listen, so listen, let's get right into this. What as listeners, now, first of all, give us your website, Give us any kind of social media stuff where we as listeners can go check out your coffee, maybe order some coffee, support you in any way, and let us know what we can do. So shoot the website out. Let everybody hear it. Let's get, okay. let's get connected now so we can our, our audience can reach out and connect to you, Jose. So let us know. Perfect. Our, so our, our Facebook page is Third Day Coffee Seguin. Nice. Just go type that into the search engine on Facebook and you'll find us. We also have a podcast page for because I do a podcast on Friday nights called God Country Coffee. Right. And my Facebook page is God Country Coffee Podcast nice. uh, for the business. And then our website is www.thirddaycoffeeseguin.com. Don't forget the Seguin part because there is a third day coffee in England. Listen, y'all better spell Seguin right too because that's a San, that's a, that's a Texas thing. So get that right. because that's It is. S-E-G-U-I-N. Seguin. S-E-G-U-I-N. Yeah, that's it. And so uh, no spaces or anything, third day, coffee, Seguin, all spelled out. Um, And and then our YouTube channel is also third day, coffee, Seguin. And so you can look, you can look that up on YouTube. Uh, We're we're on LinkedIn also, third day, coffee, Seguin. Uh, We're on Twitter. uh, And I think that one is at the number three RD uh coffee texas or something you have to look if you, if you look up third day coffee seguin on twitter it, it pops yeah up. we'll look it up hey, and that for all you guys out there listen all you soldiers veterans airmen marines sailors check this stuff out because this is the whole point of me doing this podcast is now i've linked you into another veteran entrepreneur who has a business and i've had his coffee guys i've ordered his coffee his coffee is amazing and i'm not a big coffee drinker but when i do drink coffee i like it to have a certain flavor a certain feel to it and that's me um and his coffee is amazing uh, I have a coffee company and me and Jose are actually going to start. I mean, him have to have that conversation. We sit down and he becomes my roaster 
and he helps me to get it all done. And we're doing, we got to have that conversation. We talked a while back, like he said, we just never really followed up because we're both busy. But now I'm going to say, okay, it's time for me to sit down with him and get it done because if he's got all that going now, he's ready. So let's get it going. So, yeah, because my combat coffee has been selling really well, but I know it could be better if the flavors were better and if it was more local veteran business that's doing the roasting. Uh, I'd appreciate that too. So we're excited. So listen, listen to the episode, guys. Make sure you download it. Check out our website at www.veteransbereal.com. You'll be able to catch Jose's uh, episode there and download it and listen to it whenever you want. We're also on all, of course, you guys know we're on all the different podcasts. We're on like 50 different podcast uh, links. So you can find us on pretty much anything where you listen to podcasts. We're usually there to include Pandora and everything else. Now we're in all of them. So Jose, thank you for being on my brother. I appreciate you and your time. And thank you for your service, my friend. I know you were Navy. We're not always going to connect, but you know, my dad was Navy. So we had fun at the army Navy game. That's all I'm saying. So we're good. Hey, right here, man. (laughs) See, I got all my army stuff back here in the background. I know. (laughs) But it's great to see the sonar control room sign back there too. Yeah. Sonar control room. Yep. So all right, Jose, you have a great rest of your day, man. Appreciate you. And everybody out there, listen, don't forget third day coffee. Seguin, go check it out. Support this young man. He needs your support and, and his coffee's amazing. You won't regret it. So take it easy. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here. Oh,